All right, hello, hello, Sarah here. Welcome back to another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. Today, I want to do what will probably be a quick episode, and I want to talk a little bit about disappointment and torture vibes, which is torture vibes is a term that you've probably heard me use before, but I think it's something that is always worth bringing up and talking to you about. And so today I was having a conversation with a client, uh, one of the, one of the women in my inner circle and without going into a ton of detail, just about her business, she was sharing with me that basically she had set herself up to have this launch, right? To launch something, to sell something that was new and kind of outside of her comfort zone. Like normally she's a service provider, but she wanted to do something that was a bigger, uh, like program, something that she was selling more as a informational type of thing versus again, the service that she normally provides. And as she kind of geared herself up to selling this thing, it was a situation where it felt really exciting for her. It felt new, it felt different. And she had this belief behind like, I can really do this, right? Like I can create this thing, I can I can launch this thing. And in the process of getting ready to do that, she overloaded herself right? When it came to what her plan was, she said she was going to do a million different things in terms of marketing and she was going to get Facebook ads up and running and she was going to have affiliates, so on and so forth. Like those might not be the exact things, but the point is, is that she had this grand plan for how she was going to sell this thing. And what she found herself in is a cycle that number one, I've seen so many people succumb to, which is why I wanted to talk about it today. But number two, it is a cycle that I have found myself in more times than I can count. And so I so recognized in her like what she was going through. And again, because I know it's so common, I wanted to just share my perspective and my experience with it to you, right? Like I said, because it is so common. And first of, first of all, I want you to understand here that when you are doing something new and different and scary, the goal is for you to be in a place where it feels exciting and new and fresh, but it also is a situation where you are keeping a balance in the sense that you're not acting as though everything that you're about to do for that new type of thing is completely foreign and outside of you, right? So what I mean by this is let's say if you are launching your first one-on-one offer for the first time, right? And you've also never done reels and you've never done podcasts and you've never done Facebook ads and you don't have a big team supporting you, especially this is where if you give yourself a million different new things to do, right? all things that could work and all things that you know that you are smart and capable enough to do, it doesn't matter because it still is a situation where you wind up putting yourself into such a place of overwhelm that you it's almost impossible to get results. And not even that it's impossible to get results, it's impossible to keep up the energy and to want to do all these foreign things because you're stressing yourself out with all of these new, again, ways and strategies and you wind up being in this situation where the, the launch, the thing has essentially swallowed you whole to the point where you can't even take any type of action, it paralyzes you, right? I've always used the example, it's like saying that like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I haven't worked out and I'm going to start working out and, you know, in the morning I'm going to do spin and in the middle of the afternoon, I'm going to run a marathon and then I'm going to, you know, do a body pump class, whatever it is at night. And like, 
you going from being somebody who hasn't been working out to all of a sudden having this grand plan that is so overwhelming and so big, no kidding, it doesn't feel exciting or no kidding that it swallows you whole and makes you paralyzed and doesn't really allow you to be excited about the thing that you're stepping into. You know you could lose weight. You know you could work out consistently. But again, you've made the plan so much bigger than yourself that you've kind of set yourself up for failure, right? And again, I feel like I can say this because I've done this to myself in so many many ways, so many different times, right? And so the word that I have, the term I have for this kind of thing when it comes to myself is fuck torture vibes. Many of you have heard the story over and over again, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's so incredibly important. But in the quickest form possible, I for years, for years wanted to have a six figure month. Like I literally wanted to have a six figure month. I think the first four or so years of my coaching business, if not more, I have to check exactly how many years it was before I finally had one. And every single time I wanted to pursue it, right? I was intentionally pursuing it. I gave myself such, again, a a big grand plan, all these things that I was going to do that felt foreign to me, that felt scary to me. And I overwhelmed myself before I got even on the path towards doing what I wanted to do. And then the ironic, but not so ironic part of this is that when I finally had my first six figure month, that was a month where I I committed to more simplicity than I had done any month before that, simply from this place of like exhaustion, this place of like, I can't keep trying to like overload myself and and stretch myself so much. Like I'm making myself miserable. I have to decide what I'm going to do and simply do it. And like, I didn't think at that time that that was a money decision. I literally just felt like that was a sanity decision. And the fact that I turned around and had that six figure month, when again, all those months before it, I was doing more essentially, right? It's just, it's not so shocking to me now looking back on it. I simplified. And like, if we, if we're looking at it as like, you're like cutting something with a knife, right? Like literally let's, I don't know, something you roll out this long. I don't know. Let's just say like a loaf of bread here, right? Like if you have a loaf of bread, there are a million different things like that loaf of bread represents the millions of different things you can do to market yourself and to sell yourself online and Pinterest and Instagram and TikTok and reels. And you know, the, the line, the, the list is never ending and it's so incredibly overwhelming for all of us. I, I can't imagine anybody not feeling that way. And so I'm giving you the visualization of the bread because like, that's where like, okay, here are all these things that you could do, but it's like, I'm going to chop that fucking bread. Like I am going to take that knife and and slice it wherever I need to slice it. And I'm literally cutting off some of the things that are torturing me. Uh, you know what? Facebook ads feel really scary. I know that I probably could figure them out, but they stress me out a little bit. And rather than sitting there saying every single time I launch something, I'm going to figure out these ads. We're literally chopping that motherfucker off and being like, no, fuck this. Like fuck torture vibes. Fuck all of the things that I am holding over my head that are making myself miserable because they're not helping you. They are hurting you. More things that make you miserable will always hurt you more than doing fewer things that actually light you up. Like, I really want you to really hear me and trust me and understand me when I'm saying that, because again, I see so many people doing that. And I just want for you to allow things to be simpler and for you to allow yourself to essentially 
believe that you don't need to do 9 million other things, right? That you're not doing enough or you're not being enough right now in order to get the results that you want. You choosing to do this, this, and this, and from this place of embodiment, from this place of enjoyment, from this place of actually being a sane human being with your, with your sanity and your energy intact, doing those things and doing them well, even if they are fewer things, they will always serve you so much more than allowing yourself to play into these torture vibes of, again, feeling like you are somebody who is being pulled in 9 million different directions because it's simply impossible, especially for those of you who don't have a team. Like, it's always crazy to me, not crazy. I, I don't mean to use that word in like a negative way, but it, it is kind of crazy to me when I see people who maybe don't have a team or, you know, they have children, they have a full-time job and they are still putting so much pressure on themselves that they have to do so many different things. I think especially as women, we just feel like, again, everything's on us and we can always put more on our plate and we should be able to handle more. And you shouldn't, right? Like you shouldn't have to. It's not your job to do everything under the sun in order for your business, for your launch to be successful. And I want you to embrace that again, saying fuck torture vibes, allowing yourself to let yourself off the hook for the things that you don't necessarily need to do will always serve you more. And I just really want you to like, trust me and believe me when I say that. And then the other part of it that we were talking about today, which was really what I wanted to mostly talk to you about, because I don't think, I don't know, I've never talked about it specifically. And I just felt like somebody needed to hear this. I feel like, you know, obviously many of us as women entrepreneurs, right? Like us being entrepreneurs, we are go-getters, right? We are people who are motivated. We are driven. We are used to getting results. We are used to achieving, right? Because otherwise, you know, we probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing. And I heard somebody say one time, and I don't remember who said it, but they were like, you know, um, strong, driven, independent women, their most feared feeling is not necessarily like rejection, but it's disappointment. And that really hit me when I, when I heard it said that way, because I had never used that kind of like bold and like blanket term, if you will, for so many of like my negative feelings that I had about lots of different situations. It was all like, I could all, I could combine them all and kind of like name disappointment as the main feeling, but something about that again, allowed me to kind of name it and it made more sense to me. And it allowed me to kind of, I don't know, pay a little bit more attention to my emotions and my feelings when it came to those kinds of things and, and why certain things felt heavier or more sad, whatever it was. But the reason I bring that up today is a, if hopefully that resonates with you, like if it does, right? If it, it gives you a little bit of a light bulb moment in the sense of like, oh, this is why, you know, this bothers me or whatever it is. But the more important part here is I want you to make sure you are giving yourself permission to be disappointed. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying that I want you to be disappointed. Of course, none of us want to, like I just said, like it's the worst feeling in the world to so many of us. But because we are strong women and because we are, again, those achievers and those go-getters, what I find happens really often, and again, for myself as well, I've had multiple conversations with multiple friends and clients about this over the past couple of weeks, is that when we're disappointed, we're not the kind of people who sit in our feelings, sit in our emotions and say, oh, poor us. And, you know, this happened to us and like kind of like play the victim. We're again, being the go-getters and the achievers, we're on to the next thing. And so while that's not necessarily a bad thing, it can be a bad thing when we are constantly romanticizing the next thing and essentially putting a bandaid on what didn't go right. 
right? It just puts us in a situation where we're again, romanticizing that next launch and we're not taking the moment to acknowledge that a, maybe we are disappointed in how the launch went. Maybe we're disappointed in the fact that we didn't get the results that we wanted, right? And it's important to feel those feelings and also assess why that outcome actually happened combined with it's okay to, let's say, be disappointed in yourself. And I know that that sounds a little bit backwards and I'm certainly not saying it from the perspective of, I want you to beat yourself up or I want you to make yourself miserable because you didn't perform the way that you like initially wanted to. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I think it is a powerful thing for you to sit there and say, you know what? I didn't do things to the best of my ability. Like I'm better than that. I can do better than that. And maybe we get curious about why we didn't live up to like the expectations that we had for ourselves or uh, ourselves or why we didn't rise to the occasion the way that we know we're capable of. You getting curious about that again, not in a beating yourself up or judgmental way, but getting curious about what actually happened there combined with you acknowledging the fact that I was actually disappointed. I'm allowed to feel those feelings. That's what's going to help you avoid that disappointment the next time versus if you just put a bandaid over it and you don't acknowledge what happened at all, or you don't allow yourself to feel the actual feelings of like, this sucked and I wish it didn't happen this way. Again, what I see so many people do, it's like the concept of like, oh, I'll start the diet over on Monday, right? We're not acknowledging what we're doing in the moment. We're not acknowledging, like paying attention to what's going on with us essentially. And we're romanticizing why everything will be different on Monday or why everything will be different in the next launch. And the fact of the matter is, is like, yes, sometimes things can change without a massive amount of mindset work being done. But most of the time, we keep ourselves in the same cycles over and over again until we really sit there and see and understand the cycles that we're in and why, and then actually take action and adjust them, right? So if we go back to the diet example, right? Okay, well, you know what? Every single weekend I find myself overeating, but like I'm, I'm just gonna start that diet over again on Monday. If we romanticize the Monday, right? If we romanticize the way things are going to be different the next time, it's going to be a situation where again, we're not understanding ourselves and why you're overeating on the weekends, right? You're just skipping, you're just bypassing what's actually happening, which again, lends itself to staying in that cycle versus having the awareness and understanding of what's going on with you so that you can change the cycle, right? So again, if we're going back to the example of this launch, it's a situation where it's easy to say, oh, okay, like I'm going to launch this next thing and that time it's going to be different and that time I'm going to market it to the best of my ability. But if we weren't doing that, like basically in current, in our current circumstance, what makes us think that we're going to be able to magically do it the next time, right? And again, I think this is a way that a lot of us a, attempt to like, just like save our feelings in that way, like not face our feelings, but B, it's something that I think so many of us do and are not realizing how much more work we're creating for ourselves, especially when it comes to business stuff, right? We're creating a new program and then we're creating a new plan to market the program. And meanwhile, we didn't even really like do the first thing to the best of our ability or, or stretch that as much as we could. Again, we're kind of like, we're fresh starting it, right? We're this, a clean chapter. It's a clean, 
like fresh chapter of a book and like I, I'm I'm all for a fresh chapter. I'm a really big fan of clean slates and do-overs, but I also know that like if I keep doing over things, right, progress doesn't really happen. And so I want you to give yourself permission again to feel disappointed, acknowledge when you're actually disappointed and get curious about why that disappointment actually occurred, knowing that you're not wrong. You're, you know, not the worst person in the world. Like you don't need to beat yourself up because you didn't get the results that you wanted, but at the same time, acknowledging it will change things for the future rather than again, having you stay in those cycles. And you're going to learn so much from those disappointments. You're going to learn so much for, from your, I don't even want to use the word failures, but failures, we all know that, right? We're good at certain things because we sucked at them previously. And all of this life business, all of it is, is really just a, a journey, right? That sounds really cheesy, but it really is just a journey of mistakes and growth and none of us get it perfect the first time. And so I want you to, again, allow yourself to feel safe enough to acknowledge why you didn't get it right and that you didn't get it right and that it's okay and take that knowledge and take that experience and make it better for the next time versus again, putting a bandaid over it or bypassing it completely because that will never serve you nearly as much. Okay. I hope that was helpful. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. 